Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yo, what's up? This is your alternative fact for the week. I'm your host, Chris Payne. I was off last week for 4th of July, but we're back. So what's been going on? Well, I saw a baby driver while I was off. Actually, I saw it all by myself. You know, I sort of had this weird mental block where I just refused to go to the movies by myself, even though I do it all the time with shows when, you know, just you're going to something one night and you can't find anyone to go with you. So you just go to a show like it's nothing. Well, for some reason, I just refused to do that with movies for the longest time, like since middle school, just because I thought it was just terminally uncool. But I don't know. I guess you just sort of bolt to your seat and make sure no one sees you there by yourself, right? Well, seeing Baby Driver, I like the movie, but specifically what it got me thinking about was iPods, because I've been saying actually for a while, just to like anyone who would listen, I think they're coming back. I think as our nostalgia cycle goes from the 90s to the early 2000s, post-millennium nostalgia, iPods are going to start to be a thing. So Ansel Elgort's character of Baby has numerous iPods that he has at his disposal throughout this music because he's a huge music nut. And he has uh, earbuds in throughout the movie as he's driving in these car heists. Uh, there's this eclectic vintage soundtrack that plays a big role in the film. Kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy, but not just the 70s. All sorts of stuff. Different genres across different decades. Um, so it got me thinking about iPods. And um, it's like, if they were to come back, why would they? And like, do they actually have any practical use? Like, you know, isn't using Spotify on our phone so much easier? Well... Yeah, mostly, unless uh, I guess you've got a lot of old demos, like live cuts, that you can't find on Spotify. Maybe you're fancy and you got lots of album advances. Um, so maybe if you're a, someone who's just really big into audio, sound quality, and your FLAC files, it, Spotify doesn't support. So I don't know, maybe you're just into walking around with your iPod for the fashion, the aesthetic side. There's a whole bunch of reasons why I, why like iPods could maybe become a thing again. Um, I think that's what it would mostly be. I mean, there's nothing really wrong with that. I still have a... It would mostly be kind of a an aesthetic thing because most of the uh, most of the practical advantages of having an iPod are kind of arcane, kind of narrow. But I don't know. I still have a little shuffle that I use for working out. I've at least considered on going on eBay and getting an actual one. So I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, speaking of the early 2000s, I'm totally peaking this week and next week. 
I'm seeing Incubus and Jimmy World on tour. Not once, but probably twice in the days coming up. Once at the Arts Center in Homedale, New Jersey, and then again at Jones Beach Theater in Long Island. Gonna be like old times, catch up a lot of old songs, maybe some old friends. Anyway, our episode this week. Big album that came out last Friday. We're having a roundtable discussion on Himes. Something to tell you. Was out on Friday. Uh, the Heim Sisters. It's their second studio album, one that has a lot of big forces behind it. A lot of good sounds. A lot of great collaborators in the Heims. They they do it all. They write. They produce. Play the instruments. They're a force. They're a great live band. But is this a good album or is this a great album? That's I think what we honed in on with this discussion. Is Heim just you know a good thing to listen to for a couple weeks or is it going to be something that we're coming back to for years and years? So. This is me alongside a couple of my colleagues, Jason Lipschutz and Lindsay Havens. Here is what we had to say. That was not the new Heim album you just heard, but Jet's new single with the bloody beetroots, My Name is Thunder. Do we have any Jet fans in the house? Wow, I can't believe there's a whole crowd so of people that here. just came to the podcast. All those is Australian garage rock oh, super fans. Judd, we love Judd. I can't believe it. it's like a mob scene here. Unbelievable. <laughs> so you love the song, Jason. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, uh, Jet's back, I guess. Or is this Jet or the guy from Jet? It's all of them, I thought. It's all of Jet? They originally just reached out to... The one the singer. Guy. Oh, okay. So, okay. And then so he's like, we were talking about reuniting anyway. Yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah, I've got this thing in my contract where I can't use the three letters J E T without these three other guys. So <laughs> let's call it Jet. Wow. Um, yeah, this song's really bad. Um, <laughs> I, I just, uh, I mean, Jet. I respected Jet. I did like. I never even really liked. Are you gonna be my girl? Like, I just, yeah. I. It just wasn't like. It just kind of pushed too much into like the dumb rock like section for me and listen i'll listen to some dumb rock music um there's like but there was they straddled that line like if if, it was almost like the angel and devil on your shoulder and the angel was like the vines and i kind of like the vines like get free and out of the way they had some good singles but and jet was the devil like i just like didn't care for them at all and now they're they're back i guess um back to no popular demand so. With the drums Ooh. replaced by like an EDM thump, <laughs> courtesy of the Bloody Beat Roots. This is definitely like a death knell for music in 2017. Yeah, like, just like this, like this is like apocalyptic in in, in a way that I I can't even really imagine. I don't know. That was pretty heavy-handed, but I stand by it. It's like when you're yeah, wandering at Electric Daisy at 2 a.m. and you're like, I'm done with this straight-up dance stuff. I want to see some some real rock music. Oh, man. And then there's Jet with their uh, EDM hybrid track. Do you think Jet uh, like and the Bloody Beach Roots uh, heard Marshmello's mashup of uh, <laughs> Wonderwall uh, that he played at Bonnaroo? Where he just dropped the, and after all, 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 cut my life into. Yes, they also did a Papa Roach mashup. Yeah, no, this is a, it's a tough day for rock music and dance music and music in general and just culture in general because of this song. Dang. Yeah. 
Well, if there's one right. positive thing with Jet, <laughs> it's that hearing Are You Gonna Be My Girl just makes me want to start buying iPods. And I was talking at the top of the show about how I just saw um, Baby Driver. And I've been saying for a while, if just to anyone who would listen, about how I think iPods are coming back soon. And I don't know if you guys have seen it, but do you think this movie with the role of the iPod and it could fuel this sort of like trend coming back of everyone buying like iPod classics? So, I mean, um, I really liked Baby Driver. I thought it was a really fun uh movie and and uh action movie um yeah it's interesting how you don't really see that many movies that make like their soundtrack almost as like their backbone anymore um and i think that this definitely is an example i think that i don't know like it it maybe will spur a little bit of nostalgia just like the oh like the the wheel click and oh that feel of like 2004 and but to me you can kind of like things are even easier now. Like things are have progressed in a positive way that I don't think people are just gonna like make things harder for. It's not. It's not like um, going back to vinyl because vinyl has like a, a very specific feel and authenticity. This is more like uh this is a way to listen to music on a device that's a little bit more difficult than the way we listen to music on our devices now. I guess that's a good point. Same thing with cassettes. Like they're there's something more there to offer whereas with an iPod you have your iPhone now or your phone that plays music it's just like the iPod I guess would make things more difficult like you said yeah not really necessary even though I do still have mine and our very own Taylor Weatherby still uses hers I still have mine yeah I do still have mine just because I there's a lot of music that I only have on that iPod and I don't even really use it anymore but yeah there are some days there I'll break it out and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I forgot it. I have this like shuffle random. All. Yeah, do the shuffle all. Uh, yeah, I, I just never underestimate our ability to spend extra money on something that's more difficult just for appearances. <laughs> and a lot of times it's fun. Well, that's but that's kind of the thing is like you wouldn't really show off like an iPod also. Like, I don't, I don't know. It like kind of lives in your pocket. Um I don't know. Like you think that you think like the iPod classic would be like a cool retro piece like of like walking around with it or like just having it hooked up in your car like in the movie and I guess it wouldn't surprise me if yeah. Apple comes out with like basically what they came out with originally but calling it like the new iPod, you know, and like yeah. played up that nostalgia factor. And yeah. said, like came with like a car mount and like a belt hook. Like, well, Del Rey cool. limited edition <laughs> available yeah. at Ur- Urban Outfitters collaboration exactly. with Apple. Yeah, like um, like iPod Classic uh, Coachella in my mind is her next single. Um, no, but like um, no, I but I remember when I got and uh, I remember when I got my iPhone, my very first iPhone, and I still had my iPod. And I just was like, well, you know, I can't ditch my iPod. Like, <laughs> so I just carried around both an iPhone without any music and an iPod. And then eventually, like, m- my sanity kicked in. And I was like, oh, I'm carrying around two rectangles and I can carry <laughs> around one. Yeah. Let's do that <laughs> instead. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, I mean, it was just kind of a natural progression. So I don't know. It'd be ca- I, I'd be I'd be down for an, like an iPod revival. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get the Zunes back, too. Let's get the, uh, I don't know, what are some other MP3 players? I'm, like, blanking on the other ones. 
I don't know. Just the iPod a- Apple, and Zoom. Apple is, Apparently. Is, Apple is the only brand. We, away our memory. There may or may Zoom. not be a low-key sponsorship. Apple is the only device brand that we acknowledge <laughs> well, you in know this what? podcast. You know what I think would be a cool um, retro thing? Like, the Discman really hasn't come back in any meaningful way. Like, but, C- yeah. But that would be kind of... because people, I still love mine. Yeah. I still like, buy CDs. They, so, yeah. So, like, there is a... a it's obviously shrinking, but still a large population that does buy physical albums. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be kind of cool to just like have the disc man come back and just be it like, that's the retro thing is carrying around one CD and listening to it. I really enjoy it. I really enjoyed that. Like having like yeah. one CD in my possession, having to skip around to the tracks and yeah, mm. that's, that's my proposal. All right. For culture. So As, one of those potential CDs to oh, be your one CD. Good segue. <laughs> Heim's Something to Tell You. It's oh. a big new alternative rock release last Friday. A lot of people are still talking about it. What are your thoughts on Heim's? Are we with Heim for this one? What do you think, Lindsay? I like the album a lot. I It's not like a strong love. There's a couple tracks that I really, really like. Um, mostly the ones that they released ahead of the album. I think those are still my favorite. But it's a good return for them. I'm happy to see what they're doing. I mean, they're still around, and I think it's really important that they're still around because there is a lack of female rock alternative acts. So happy to have them back. Yeah. I, I, so I, I've been thinking about this album a lot. And, um, you know, I think one of the problems... And I have something to tell you about it. Uh, oh, I made a bunch right. of I made, I made a bunch of puns on yesterday's must hear music. So Too I gotta, many. I gotta, some oh, might say. Lindsay, well, those days are gone. Oh, 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 oh well God. said. Um, I think that I, I would be. I, I think that, and this is a hypothetical, and we'll never know. I wonder if the reaction to this this album would be a little bit different if it had come out in. 20 like late 2014 early 2015 like they spent so much time on this album yeah and they canceled like tour dates to finish this album and this album is like it's very good and the songs are all there and and it's it's a it's an easy listening it's nothing like groundbreaking Mm -hmm. and i think that they're not that's not what they're going for so it's almost like i think that with so much time passing between the first album and the second album, I think that kind of altered expectation a little bit that I think that if they had come out, come back rather quickly with their second album and just had this, this album, that's like kind of more like, I don't want to say more of the same, but it's like, they're, they're kind of not really shifting their, their sound too much on this album. Um, I think that the reaction would be a little bit different. So I guess like overall, I think it is a really good album. I don't think it's, I don't think it's like mind blowing, but that's fine. I just think yeah, that. I agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like Lindsay, what like you were like, were you a fan of the first album? I'm I'm assuming when it came out. Yes, I was, but not a huge fan. I became a bigger fan of them when I started seeing them at festivals. Like yeah. their live show is really great. Yeah, they're great. So then I sort of went back and revisited the full album because I'd only really heard their few hits. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, like you said, this is more of the same as is often the case with indie bands, which I kind of like just because yeah. I'm getting what I already know I'm into. So that doesn't bother me. But this one does have a little bit more R&B on it, I will say. Yeah. And I know you pointed that out too, Chris, in your write-up of the album. Yeah. I, the track that really sticks with me is uh, Walking Away from Towards the End of the Album. Yeah. Because, I mean, I really enjoy the album. But I what because like we've been saying, 
a lot of it is similar to what they were flexing on the first album, albeit yeah. mostly a little, like a little bit stronger. Yeah. But I think this, the tracks that grab me the most are the ones that are the least typical, like Heim, Fleetwood Mac sounding. Yeah. <laughs> because no one can write a review about Heim without mentioning Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. It's very true. Um, but yeah, walking away where they really just hone in on their R&B taste with those like very light, feathery vocals. <laughs> And it really just shows off like how talented vocally they are and how they can hold down a song on their own with a very minimal arrangement and not just be all like harmonizing with each other up with the guitars like on their own their voices sound great yeah i think i mean one of i guess one of the on the other hand one of the good things that has happened over this amount of time um that it took for them to come back is a lot of people discovered the first album like like yeah. you said at, at either through their live show or, or just finally getting around to the the album and uh it's a great album it's an excellent album and it does seem to have like that time period has seemed to prop them up for like a more sustained run like they're not going away anywhere or they're not going anywhere anytime soon mm-hmm. and um and i think that's great because like you said like they they do have some tricks up their sleeves um and they're obviously like really really talented songwriters um i would like yeah i agree with you that my favorite parts of the album do kind of push them in in different areas like a song like want you back is like just an an incredibly enjoyable listen but it's it's not offering me something that like is unexpected um and i think that's to you know a, a little bit of a negative um so yeah i i do like it when they kind of push themselves maybe maybe on the next one they will do more of that if hopefully we get it before like 2022 <laughs> so ready to pop the question the jewelers at blue have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's not like a, it's like a core Heim track, like Want You Back, like what yeah. you really think of as the Heim sound. It's extremely proficient and well done but i kind of would describe their sound as like and it's like a collection maybe like a tumblr feed if you will (laughs) of tasteful pop music trends of like the past four decades all schmumped together yeah and excluding right now like not 2010s pop sounds like there's no trace of like chain smokers of like chain smokers or like little edm drops or like drake r&b in their sound it's like like 90s r&b and like 70s sort of 
like classic a- AM, rock, yeah, yeah. Like, or like AM singer songwriter music with lots of like really great harmonies. It's sort of just like pop music trends from past decades that pretty much everyone can get behind. And you know what? I think it's really, really hard to find people who just really actively dislike Haim because yes. they're they're just sort of fine-tuned, engineered to sound acceptable to our ears. But also at the same time, I think it's that makes it maybe hard to just really love them because, you know, yeah. it's stuff you've more or less heard before. Yeah, it's almost like you kind of, uh, you need that messiness to get like more insight into an artist's like psyche and personality. And sometimes like the mistakes and, and the, and the weirdness is where you really like connect with someone. It's almost like there's no mistakes on a Heim album. Yeah, that's kind of. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, that's why I like. Um, uh, what's the song at the end that they did originally? They released the video and it was sort of deconstructed. Right yeah, that's why I like the version that they didn't put on the album a lot better because you do kind of get that side of them. Like there are some mess ups and you hear them talking, mm-hmm. and you just get the vibe that like they were just recording and that's what happened. And then yeah. they put it on the album. It's like this polished crisper version of it that i didn't really care for as much yeah Yeah. so i guess we're saying hey be be messy heim let's do it and i have to point out that the title track sounds a lot like muna that's just me but like i can see muna performing that song perfectly and i hope that they do (laughs) the muna hive is alive and well on billboard so we'll try to lay off that for we won't go too deep into that for the purpose of this podcast but yeah, it, like this, it's like I like the Heim album a lot, but yeah, it's tougher to really push to that next level for me. Like I, the 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 past Pitchfork review of it was like a high seven for this new album. Yeah, and I think the the first album was similar too. So I think that that actually sums it up pretty well. Like, not quite a best new music kind of thing, but still just like really good. Yeah. yeah. Um. One of the things I mean, speaking. This just reminded me of one of the recent best new music on Pitchfork is the SZA album. That's kind of a perfect example of what we're talking about when we when we talk about messiness. Like there are you really see the seams of that album, but at the same time you get such a full understanding of who SZA is. Like even if you don't know her backstory or haven't read an interview, and I think that that's a little bit lacking in in a Heim project where it's just like, you know. Uh, obviously it's it's not all like happy but uh, and like and sunny but uh even the even the drama of a heim album seems very like manicured um i don't know i mean it like like i think that's a great way to put it uh chris is like um it is like a high sevens out of ten album where it's just like it's very good it's very respected and respectful and and uh and like a great listen but are you going to get that deeper connection with it? I don't know. That's yeah. something I noticed, too. I, I mean, it comes down to the lyrics. Like, a lot of their mm-hmm. lyrics are just pretty vague and, like, blanketed statements, you know? Yeah. And you don't really get a sense of, like, is this personal experience? Or, like, are you writing this because you know people can vaguely relate to it? Yeah. I think that's something that stuck out to me. From reading interviews with them, I think it's definitely a lot of personal experience. Um, the first impression I got was that the lyrics were written a lot about sort of that headspace you're in a couple months after being out of a relationship where you're Mm -hmm. reflecting on it. And then from reading interviews during the album cycle, I got the sense that more than I expected were written like during relationships and how they were in periods of strife and maybe at a crossroads, that kind of thing. So I do think they are like deep down writing from experience and maybe they think it seems like they're putting a lot out there, maybe like, oh my God, telling too much, being too messy. But 
yeah, it 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 does come off as being very just very like fine tuned and very like muted. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, and I think part of it is that even when they're they're you know they're fuzzing their guitars up a good amount, they're still pop songwriters. They they're still like masters of like a three and a half minute track, and it's hard to really get into like the meat of what you want to talk about when all of the album is kind of like that. I mean, that that was, I, I mean, I loved Days Are Gone, but if you think about that album, it's, you don't really get into anything too specific on anything, any of those tracks. Like, and, and I think the same kind of goes over here where, yeah, it's just like you, you, you understand what it's talking about and there, there is tension there, but it's, it's, you almost, you want there to be like, better like more descriptive tension i guess mm-hmm. have any of you ever interviewed them i interviewed Esty um for the first album and uh we talked about new metal a lot she was oh. a big like corn and limp biscuit fan back in the day what yeah it was it was an enjoyable interesting it was an enjoyable chat yeah Corn, Limp Biscuit, maybe Mudvayne influences <laughs> all over, yeah. all over the Yohan. <laughs> wow. The I way was... they just drop tune their guitars and like make them sound really atonal and dissonant, that's my favorite part of a Heim track. <laughs> yeah, I really like uh, their uh, their uh, cover of Limp Biscuit's Rollin' on this album. Uh, oh, yeah. Really surprising. True highlight. It's a bonus track. It might be a hidden track. I don't know. <laughs> then, I mean, like, I'm. I'm sh- I'm sure she's like partially joking and also really likes new metal. I mean, you got you got you got to show your love of new metal. But it's it's like I would love if they just kind of went crazy like and actually imparted some of that influence onto a track like Grimes did. Yeah, I remember when she was doing the press cycle for uh, for Art Angels, she touched a little bit on how new metal was an influence on her, and you heard of that on some of the tracks. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just, I would just wish Heim would get a little weirder. Yeah, if you then Grimes is a great example of somebody who like within Art Angels, there's so many different chances being taken. Yeah, and some of them don't work, but that's yeah. that's fine. Like it's just like it's such like it it's such this surreal experience of getting to know who and what Grimes is. Um, so yeah, I guess I guess we're saying uh, it's a I I think we're all kind of in agreement on this album. Do you guys get the sense that? They're trying to be superstars with this album. I don't feel that way. Get that Taylor Swift. Get that Taylor Swift. Uh, I mean, I don't think I don't think it's thing. it's in at all a thirsty way because I mean, there's there's no features on the album track list at all. And yeah, it's like they're definitely in a position where they could have done like featuring so and so like all over that track list, and they had they had lots of great collaborators on it. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I definitely think that they're cool with, you know, just being a big festival band that has some really devoted fans. But I do get a sense that, like, if pop superstardom was there, they would be totally down. And I think I got some senses of, like, they wanted to be a big band with this album rollout. Yeah, I mean, I, I it'll, it'll be... I'm definitely interested to see what their trajectory in terms of, like, pop culture, because I don't think... I think we were talking about this yesterday. I'm not sure if it was Lindsay, you, I was talking to about it. Um, but it's just like, they're, they're this, this kind of big established rock act. And I don't think a casual music fan could name one Heim song if you like approach someone on the street. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting. Like they are definitely building toward that kind of arena status, I think. Sure. Um, 
but I don't. I mean, I don't think they're there yet. But I do. I do think that like it. It'll. It'll be interesting to see if any of these songs really break out and cross over, even in a minor way, or if maybe the next project does. Because yeah, I. I, I don't think they have that kind of signature hit yet. No, and I mean, normally the way they would get that signature hit is for for a band like them, like an alternative band, they would it would take one of their singles becoming really big, like a top five hit at alternative radio, yeah. being played over and over there, and then longer into the album cycle, they say, okay, this has traction, let's work this to top forty, and then maybe the song picks up like yep. a, a year into the album cycle and then Haim has their song but they're not even close with the first step of that yet and right. it seems like it's probably not going to happen this time yeah. around so it's like I could I could see them like third album maybe if this album does pretty well I could see them like headlining the first night of Coachella yeah something like that that's really in their wheelhouse eventually yeah but I don't think they're ever gonna have like a big Heim hit on top 40 I don't know I mean I think they could have kind of like the fluky like float on sort of thing where they have like you know they're already an established act but they just have this random song really breakthrough somehow I don't know I mean they they certainly like I said they're certainly like the kind of pop songwriters that it wouldn't shock me if that happened. I will say, also, quick side note, the song they did with Calvin Harris on his last album, yeah. uh, Pray to God, that song's awesome. That song is that so song funny. Like, every few months, someone on Twitter or Facebook just, like, drops the link and is like, this is so good. Just, like, yeah. a friendly reminder to everyone. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a that's a good song to bring up. Yeah. Well then, is there anything else you guys want to touch on with Haim? Any stray Haim thoughts? <laughs> um, just really quickly, like I, I it just uh, like and echoing what Lindsay said, it's it's really cool that an all female rock band is like dominating the chatter in like on this podcast at this in this month. Like they yeah. will be playing like big festival slots and and could have that kind of crossover it's just cool like there's just there needs to be more um female rock acts and fe- like all female rock acts yeah and, that, that's uh, like the big point that i like to make like yeah. female fronted there are a handful and that's great but like having a female trio i think mm-hmm. is really awesome especially when they're this good even yeah. if we feel like somewhat indifferent about the album like at the end of the day they're really talented and they can put out great music so and there's tons of bands like that. It's just a matter of the mainstream and the zeitgeist paying yeah. attention to them. Yeah. And it's just, for whatever reason, they usually just don't. Yeah. Right. It's just like those bands just stay big in like your DIY punk pitchfork stereo gum world. And it's just so hard to get like major festivals putting them on and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, before before we go, um, guys, uh, shout out your Twitter handles and any projects you're working on you want to tell the people about. Ho ho. Well, I am at Lindsay Alana. That is L Y N D S E Y A L A N A. Do you do you get the L I constantly? Like oh yeah. yeah, and a lot of people think it's A Y at the end. Uh, it just had to be different, you know. I mean, that's one of those names that could be spelled nineteen different ways. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wish there like was a L Y N D S E E. Oh wow, you could do the I double do E at the end. Yeah, I've never seen should that. Should switch it up. Yeah, maybe when I turn twenty-five. Um, <laughs> uh, and I'm uh, at Jason Lipshots, um, Jason, and then Lip, and then Shut, and then Z. <laughs> Very helpful. Yeah, thanks. And what about things you're working on? Oh, um, Girl Group Week. Girl Group Week, yeah, is going on at Billboard, uh, which is awesome. And uh, uh, big, big thanks to everybody who who worked on that. And we have some cool stuff coming up. 
Um, and I have a big pop profile that I'm, I'm finishing up now um, that I hope will be up this week. I think it should be. So we'll see. Sweet. And I just talked to Declan McKenna. 18 oh, year old. nice. Yeah. Singer, songwriter, pop artist. Super cool. His album's coming out, I believe, the 21st. So look out for he's that. He's an interesting fellow. Yeah, he's really cool. He writes really songs cool. about very, very intricate, specific things. Yeah. And he likes talking about them. Yeah, he does. Um, it was really cool to talk with him. And I actually like the album a lot. Um, yeah, he has a lot to say. And he just sort of seems like a few years above his age, which is cool. Wise beyond his years. Love it. Yeah. All right, that's a wrap, guys. Thanks so much for coming by. Thanks, dude. See ya. Just know that I want you, babe. Just know that I want you, babe. Just know that I want you. I'll take you all in the fault and I'll give you all the love I never gave before I left you. So, yeah, thanks to Lindsay and Jason for coming by. If you want to hear my uh, my written thoughts on the album, I wrote Billboard's Album of the Week review for the Heim record. Just Google Album of the Week, Billboard, Review, Heim, something to tell you. Some of those words, most of those words should bring up my article. So that's about all we have to say about Heim for now. So uh, for me, what's coming up next? Well, uh, one of the artists I discussed with the Stereo Gum crew in our last episode two weeks back, the top albums of 2017 so far episode, one of those uh, top album artists is probably going to be coming on the episode soon. Have that to look forward to outside of my podcast. Keep an eye out for a couple interviews of mine that are coming up. Should be in the print magazine of Billboard. For those of you Prince heads, uh, should be an interview with uh, The War on Drugs, Downtown Boys, it looks like, and uh, maybe Rostam, formerly of Vampire Weekend. Co-produced, worked on the uh, the Heim album, that Rostam. Maybe be talking to him for the album. We'll see. So I've got lots of updates coming up on this podcast and just other miscellaneous billboard things that I'm up to. To get to the podcast every week, subscribe, search for hashtag alternative facts, all one word, in iTunes or the podcast app on your phone. Get it every week. Star ratings, super appreciated. Find me on Twitter, more direct way to keep up with me. Find out what's up with the podcast. Tweet at me, I always tweet back. Handle is at cpain on a plane or just search for my name it's the first one that comes up for chris Payne, c-h-r-i-s-p-a-y-n-e spelled like liam Payne, and um yeah so that's that's all i got for you guys uh, as always thank you for listening this was tons of fun i'll be back next thursday with a new episodes see you then hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.